welcome to the Dance Centre podcast. I am your host, Claire French, and I'm joining you from the traditional unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish and Tsleil-Waututh peoples, also known as Vancouver, Canada. I'll be talking to dancers, choreographers and other members of the dance world here on the West Coast to find out more about their creative work and practices and to discuss what it means to us to be dance professionals today. Thanks for joining us. Nelly Gossen is an interdisciplinary artist based on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Working through the media, fashion, costume, textiles and performance, Nelly uses clothing as a tool to think and feel through social systems. With an interest in repurposing the materials, rhythms and performances of the mainstream fashion industry, Nelly practices fashion as a space of study, ceremony and as a critical lens through which to research embodied experiences of consumer capitalism. Drawing on formal training in both fashion design and religious studies, Nelly is particularly interested in the space that's created when clothing and contemplative practices meet. Nelly has presented her work at Kunsthalle am Hamburger Platz, Berlin, Basket, Berlin, Altus Finanzamt, Berlin, and Kudam Kari, Berlin. For the full schedule of the viewing dates and times for returns, please visit the Dance Center's website at thedancecenter.ca and find the event Nelly Gossen Returns and all of the dates and times will be listed there. Nelly, thank you for joining me straight from the studio. You've had a, a few days in the studio now, which we'll hear all about with you, but yeah, I really do appreciate you jumping into this after your full days. And so I wonder if we could start with that for you to kind of say hello to everybody and maybe just talk a little bit about what your day was like in the studio today. Maybe we could sure. start with. Absolutely. I would love to. And thank you so much for for having me here. And that's a great first question. That's really meeting me where I'm at. So I appreciate yeah. that. You're welcome. Yeah. So today we've been, I think this is our fifth day as a group in our studio practice. We have been doing some shopping work before that. And really this is as landing as a, a performance team with, with all of the collaborators that are going to be with us for our January performance. So a beautiful kind of coming together. Yeah, today we actually had a really fantastic day of running our, our full our full run so far. And yeah, I think it was a really kind of kind of uh, invigorating feel good day for everybody. So it's a perfect moment for me to be joining joining you and talking about this work here. Exactly. Yeah. You can reflect on, you know, because you're in a good place, you can kind of positively reflect on what's exactly, happening. Exactly. Exactly. But I'd love to know a little bit about what you what you particularly mean by shopping work because mm -hmm. uh, you know, after my own heart, uh, to mm -hmm. put those two things together is just um, you know exquisite. But maybe this could be a little bit of insight into how you have brought materials into the studio, not to give mm -hmm. too much away at this point in terms of what you you know because it, obviously things may change. Mm -hmm. but, so choosing the fabrics and going to our textiles or the 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 materials that you will be using in the studio is that something all of you have done as collaborators and is was there a concept behind that in the search or does the concept kind of emerge with the choice mm -hmm. of the materials 
Yeah, well, maybe what I can do just to start out with is I can share a little bit or the the kind of bare bones concept of the project just to give. Yeah, I'd love to. This is a perfect yeah. opportunity Awesome. Yeah. for you to uh, kind of in your own words, sure. you know, verbally share with the listeners. Fantastic. Beautiful. So the the show that we're working on returns it it is an ongoing project that is conducted in in 30 day iterations so essentially each each iteration follows the same basic concept which is that we um we go shopping at mass chain stores that have 30 day retail return policies and this 30 day retail return policy then becomes the framework of our of our inquiry so we buy a whole bunch of clothing of all different kinds we bring it back to our performance space so back to the dance center and we then very very carefully take everything apart we we disassemble all of the pieces that we have worked with. And then over the course of the 30 days, we essentially use these materials as the kind of building blocks, as materials for um, new kind of sculptural material inquiries, making new garment constellations, new sculptural forms, and then also using these materials in relationship to our bodies and conducting movement scores throughout the whole process. So really feeling into the embodied experience of these materials. Then at the end of that period, we we take everything that we have done apart again, we and we very carefully reassemble everything back into its original condition. We are kind of using these systems to borrow these materials, these rhythms, these choreographies from um, mainstream uh, retail consumer uh, systems. And then kind of creating new new things, asking new questions within that, and then returning them back to the system. My my training is in fashion design. My professional training is in making clothing and clothing construction. So really we are relying on on skills, on hard skills of of what it means to to put clothing back together, to assemble clothing. And this has been a long-term process of of kind of trial and error of of figuring out what pieces of clothing lend themselves well to being taken apart and put back together again, what stores have the right kind of quality that we're aiming for to to have that happen. So, you know, it's been a long process. So you've already talked about recognizing the the fabrics and and the the way that the clothes are made, constructed as choreographies, which I really appreciate. And I and so when you are in a studio and you're working with them, you've mentioned them as sculptures um, and body sculptures in a way, what is the relationship to dance or to movement? Could you talk a little bit about that and maybe what your interest is in movement and dance and what your experience is um, mm-hmm. maybe with dance too? Absolutely. What I can say is that, you know, I mentioned before my background, my primary training is in fashion design. Yeah. And my my kind of central interest or how I understand fashion practice is as the is it's a practice of the body. I understand clothing practice as a practice of the body. My practice is inherently interdisciplinary, and I'm really have for a very long time been in conversation this kind of dialogue between clothing practice and performance practice. So. Mm 
kind of incorporating the moving body and the thinking body and the feeling body has have really been central elements to how I think about clothing practice and what actually is interesting for me about thinking about fashion and and kind of troubling mainstream fashion practices to really mm-hmm. center center the experience of the body. So in that sense movement work embodied work is really is really a large part of of my work in terms of dance i'm not a professional dancer i am a i am a dancer just for fun because i because i'm in a body and i like to move excellent but i've had the privilege of of collaborating with many dance artists and learning from many dance artists and and using that really as a as a, as a way into thinking about clothing and the body. And when I'm thinking about dance practice and choreo- choreographic practice, we're really talking about expanded choreography. So, so rather than a more kind of traditional dance context, it's, it's really pulling everyday choreographies, pulling gestures and movements and experiences from these everyday systems and how we can fully be present to those. So that's really what I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, Is there a kind of minimal, would you say there's a kind of minimal aesthetic for the kind of movement that you end up exploring with the materials or is that too limiting of a, does it depend? I think it depends. I mean, so what we're really focused on in this particular process is the embodied experience of of shopping. That's definitely a part a part of that. The embodied experience of working of of labor and exactly what what textile labor is, the history lineages of textile labor, current experiences of textile labor. So how we can use our bodies to attune to realities of textile labor. That's a big one. And then just day-to-day practices of of dressing, dressing ourselves, dressing others, dressing objects. So yeah, the, they're, they're everyday. They're very mm-hmm. much familiar kind of everyday choreographic scores. Yeah. Yeah. And somewhat somewhat subversive at the tam- same time as being quite overt (laughs) I would have thought it's fascinating really interesting so is it important for you to work with people who have an interest in fashion or have a also have a you know penchant for maybe how things feel on the body or how things are constructed or even people who are interested in construction like is that something Mm -hmm. you look for is that something you talk about as a team Definitely. I mean, my so what I consider as fashion is 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 maybe different than how that yeah. might be be described by other people or how other people what what other people might identify as fashion or not fashion. So I'm really interested in the full spectrum of clothing practices as as these kind of materials that we move through the world with. So that very much is a fashion practice to me. My my current team of collaborators, I'm working with Erika Mitsuhashi, who has a background in in dance. I'm working with Jaewoo Kang, who has a background in film and more recently has been making amazing fashion and costume projects. Mm. And then Tone Poro, who is joining us from Berlin and works with craft and material and performance and community organizing. So the current performance team, uh, collaborator team, everybody does have 
We all bring different skills and different experience, but each of us does have experience at the intersection of performance and and materials at the very mm-hmm. least. Yeah. All of us have experienced sewing, which is really beautiful. So yeah, maybe to answer your question, the folks in this particular iteration, we yeah, we all think about clothing and how we do talk about our you know, complex and nuanced experiences of clothing and what we like and what we don't like and what our relationship to fashion is. And really importantly, we all also talk about what our our relationship to textile labor is and that particular kind of experience of of sewing and what that Mm -hmm. what that means for us. Yeah, that's wonderful. And so you say this is the maybe the eighth iteration, seventh Mm -hmm. or eighth iteration. Yeah. Have the other ones been in Germany, in Berlin particularly? Is that, yeah, maybe a little bit of the response or the or the sense of, you know, in a nutshell, <laughs> in a way, like, uh, or how have you, well, not really expanded upon them, but w- is there anything you'd like to say about your experience of doing those, either the environment that you've actually created them in or your audiences or anything mm-hmm. that comes to mind about those other iterations that either are with you as you go into a new one or you find changes with each iteration, like however you want to address that. I think that's interesting for listeners. Well, my, my original few first few iterations of this work were for for my fashion design graduation Ah. project. So this, the seed was planted in that context Mm -hmm. a number of years ago. This work started out, I did, Gosh, maybe like the first four iterations in Germany, and then have done the rest here. And 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 since coming back to Vancouver, I have more actively been working with movement and performance collaborators. So that was really been a big that's been a big shift or turning point oh, yeah. in that in that nice. process. Previously, I was just doing this process by myself, so it was just me kind of inhabiting and exploring this process. And essentially what I was doing was, you know, taking clothes apart and then dressing myself and making outfits and taking self-timed pictures of myself in different poses and posing and making outfits and posing. And the beautiful thing is all of that is present in in the show that we are we are sharing in January. So all of that, this kind of movement experience of the self-timed photos, that's a part of what we're doing and how we document ourselves and how we pose and and kind of dressing ourselves. That's all incorporated. So little did I know at that time that what I thought I was doing behind closed doors would be the basis of, of this actual performance practice. But you know, I think it also speaks to the kind of intimacy of of sharing sharing these experiences that are usually done behind closed doors of addressing ourselves, of sewing. Gosh, like we're navigating a whole industry that is that is kind of conducting its problematic production practices behind closed doors. So we're really interested in unearthing and sharing these kinds of experiences of labor, experiences of of working with our own bodies and experiencing our own bodies in relation to clothing and, and dressing ourselves and these kind of tender, tender everyday experiences and and kind of sharing that as an offering to to audiences, to whoever wants to join us. 
Yeah, I think there's something, as you just said, it's like the wider industry behind closed doors. But then there's there's also a there's a parallel, isn't there, between like the relationship to like the intimacy of the somebody who is sewing with the fabric to the intimacy of the person wearing the clothes but then mm-hmm. there's this like outpouring because then we're out in the world and people are, are relating to us through that image it includes the clothes we don't walk around naked maybe parts of germany yes ah. <laughs> and, and a very small part of vancouver and um, but, yeah. but that's not you know that it's us it is us mm-hmm. like it's a it's a layer of us and at, at all the stages of its creation it's also making me think of i'd love to talk a bit more about germany but it's mm-hmm. just opened up that whole area for me that i've learned about you and reading your some of your work and your bio and everything around end of life care but also religious mm-hmm. studies and how those mm-hmm. things are, it's all kind of fitting together in terms of mm. this both an intimacy and then a kind of wider sense of being in the world Mm-hmm. or even leaving the world or even beyond the world you know all of those that I can I can feel the scale <laughs> of them your interest in that that tenderness across all of those things so maybe we will come back to that unless you'd like to bring that into mm-hmm. talk about this practice now well something that I'll just piggyback on, off of something that you were saying in terms of the place yeah the the labor of clothing making and then how it shapes our our being and and moving through the world what i'm really really interested in is is taking these materials seriously and taking the supply chain the production of these materials really seriously taking the labor the realities of of fashion labor really seriously and and recognizing that all of the materials that we're working with are material manifestations of supply chains of of these huge systems that are otherwise hidden from view that are intentionally hidden from view that every single item that we are touching has been touched by so many other people and really understanding these these pieces of clothing, these consumer garments, as as the material archive of all of these hands, all of this labor that otherwise we actually don't have access to. So really understanding these pieces of clothing as this beautiful, challenging archive of systems that we are we are involved in and we move with and and against. And then really to to think about what that means as we create our identities and and use these materials to create our identities and just really thinking about how many hands how many other bodies have come into contact with these with these garments it's such a beautiful meditation for me and and really challenging and really requires turning to and witnessing these very very challenging very problematic systems so yeah, I was just thinking that it's because it's not really about exposing them, you know, as in your choice of like practice. It's more about there is a, a sense of it, a kind of being aware of, even if you might not be able to. But there is there is a traveling, right? There is a passing on. There is a, a sharing in these materials, which is, yes, so complex. Because if you were to just study the geography of a garment, for example, that would kind of possibly even expose a similar 
thing and how far a garment travels, you know, in, in its process of being made. So yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting, a really interesting space and quite weighted then when you start to address just one particular object as, as sometimes we, you know, might be something that we do in, in dance is to use an, an object or to refer to an object to be inspired or informed by it. And then it, you know, stays in the abstract, the object disappears and you stay with it, you know, it's sometimes they're, they're in kind of improvisation techniques. So there's, there's something that's, this process is calling for that kind of attention. Yeah, it's fascinating. I'm sure that being in Germany also helped that in terms of an approach, maybe even a teaching approach, or maybe even a a sense of a kind of holistic. Was that your draw to Germany in the first place, to actually studying fashion design in Germany? Was there a particular draw for you to go there? I I moved to Germany. I f- I first went to to Berlin when I was twenty. And my interest at that point was not necessarily fashion design, although that has been a thread throughout. Fashion has been a thread throughout my whole life. I think I'm from Vancouver originally. I went to Montreal for a few years in my late teens, was looking to move on. Berlin was the place that everyone was going to. So that I first it was first Berlin for me Berlin is not known as a fashion capital unless you're interested in club fashion which then it is but uh, you know I I found found my way there and found the school that I wanted to study at there so it it kind of came kind of came natu- naturally to me it was kind of a a natural path but of course, my my current practice is informed by the particular style of studying in, in Germany and in Europe, the kind of discourses that I was able to have. I, I studied fashion design in an art school context, so I was able to have a much more interdisciplinary practice than in a lot of other cases. I was able to study performance art at the same time and really weave in skills and and kind of traditions of other of other disciplines as well so that absolutely was formative and really the kind of the space where my time in germany and berlin was most formative was was in in learning about performance and practicing performance i mm-hmm. you know in in the way that germany is not necessarily a fashion capital berlin is a capital for for performance and for for dance and I I was able to see so much and be part of so much and be exposed to so much. I, I worked for many years for a theater there that is one of the kind of main dance and performance venues and and was just able to see everything coming through. Yeah. So it was um it was a really formative time in terms of understanding how to incorporate in, in understanding what my interest in performance is and was and and how to incorporate clothing into into that 
Yeah, I think that's what uh, partly what I meant. I couldn't quite get the words out at the time, but <laughs> it was the kind of the interdisciplinariness, I think, of the education in particularly in Berlin around art and around art making, but also philosophically. Mm -hmm. uh, that it seems to me from the people I know and the my experiences of coming up against people who have been trained in Germany in in, in dance or are like me have PhDs, but have got theirs from mm. Germany in, in the arts, very open, but also philosophically rooted, like a very, mm. it's a thorough, it's a very rigorous training, I mm. think, and a very rigorous approach to, to education, it, just in terms of thinking, in terms of like depth of thought, which, uh, which is what I was referring to, but also the idea of fashion being part of performance or being mm -hmm. part of performance making or that interdisciplinary, the interdisciplinary nature. And what seems to me to be a kind of freedom of expression with the depth. So I feel like it kind of, what you're talking about has those, all of those components. Would you mind saying that what the dance venue was in Germany that you were well, part of? Yeah, I worked at Howe Hebba Amufer Theater. Oh, wait. Yeah, they have three, three theaters Mm -hmm. in Berlin and I worked at the box office for four years yeah so that's great so what brought you back to Vancouver then well the pandemic partially I oh, finished yeah. up my degree there in Berlin I had been ready to move on for some time and I had at that point kind of come back to Vancouver for a few longer stretches and had been collaborating with folks here. Yeah, and I was interested in in just kind of settling back here and and really feeling into what what this space was and kind of coming home for a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, did you study religious studies in Germany or have you have you did you do that where was that? That that I I finished that degree at UBC. Did you? So that was part partially at Concordia in Montreal, and then I finished it up at at UBC here. So yeah. was that when you were in Mont when you moved to Montreal? Did you, or is this more a more recent mm -hmm. thing? Mm -hmm. Is that an overlap there? Yeah. No, that's that was a degree that I did in my in my younger oh. late teens, early twenties. But that interest is very much still present. So I I did that at a younger moment and then since coming back to Vancouver and maybe this is the reason a reason why I did come back to Vancouver I have been interested in end-of-life care for uh, for quite a long time and spiritual care for quite a long time so yeah coming back here has really been a time to to gather those yeah yeah do you imagine that the two those two worlds for you could kind of come together in a performance context with that do you think how do you think you might approach that or are you already I am already, I am already <laughs> yes you know I to have backgrounds in both religious studies and fashion design is not so common and it has taken me kind of a no. whole lifetime to figure out how how those things come together for me, in terms of a performance context, I think that's harder. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling into it. I definitely think that. I think that working with materials, to to really work with touch to ground ourselves in materials to ground myself myself in material with materials, 
that there is a lot there and and how we can hold the body in certain contexts. And I'm really interested in how I might work collaboratively with other people in 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 working with folks to make make garments together to to travel with them in certain passages. So these are all kind of research questions that I'm working with, but definitely interested in the in the intersection between clothing and yeah, rite of passage work. So yeah, that's more to come, planting the seeds for that. Yeah. But I can imagine that the process and the 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 materials you would be reading or you would be discovering on that journey would also be like incredible. Mm-hmm. And not that you would necessarily, you know, go down any of those paths, but I can imagine, you know, it's almost like it'd be kind of stranger than fiction almost, the kind of things that you end up like reading about that and, and understanding about us, about humanity and about, you know, being human and the body absolutely. to bring us back to that. Like, absolutely. The things that you find out about the body in those, you know, kind of, it's just, it's just remarkable. Yeah. And, and these are always practices of embodiment. If we can think about clothing as being a portal to finding our bodies and being in our bodies, then, you know, then it absolutely comes back to how we think about movement practice and embodied practice. You know, I think there is a lot of crossover in terms of clothing as a, as a, as an entry point, access point to, to feeling our bodies. So when an audience is experiencing mm-hmm. an iteration, yeah, <laughs> what do they see and what do you hope they get from the experience? Get is the wrong mm-hmm. word, but yeah, I'm trying not to lead to say another word that puts that word into your mind. Like, sure, you know, like, sure, yeah. that's okay. So what I can say is, you know, I wanna, I wanna separate the returns, the project that I'm, I'm, I'm sharing in January from the religious studies and end of life care stuff because it is a very different, different thing, different process. Uh, definitely one that is all about care and caretaking, but in a, in a different, in a different way. Yeah. I think that's good to hear as well, because I think also it's your personal research, it's your personal study, For sure. and not everything that every artist studies ends up in the work or ends up mm-hmm. being part of mm-hmm. what people choose to put into their performance practice. So I think that's really great to say. Yes, I, I don't really want to, I, I don't want to scare, scare anyone off by, <laughs> by you know, talking about that if, if it, it makes anyone feel uncomfortable. Or the other way. Or, yeah, or have expectations about that. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, work for a later date. Yeah. Yeah, so for returns, what what folks can expect? Well, first of all, it is a more relaxed setting as as an audience. So essentially, we are kind of opening our doors for, for folks to come and join us through this working process and witness what we're doing. We have everything that we're doing, we're doing through uh, choreographic scores, through movement scores. So very much paying attention to what our bodies are doing in space. And our work is long and slow. That's what folks can expect. It is a durational performance. We are opening our doors to the public for three hours a day. We do more or less the same actions throughout you know, each day. And as the the clothing as the materials change they necessarily impact and and shift 
what we're doing and how we relate to them. So it is the clothing that actually kind of shapes our performance and shapes what we do as well. But yeah, folks can expect to see us sewing in different configurations and formations around the room, dressing, dressing ourselves, dressing each other. Yeah, and, and doing some, some sculptural building work that is, that is not necessarily related to our bodies or directly hanging on our, on our bodies. Yeah, so, so those are kind of the basic forms that we are working with so far. And what would I want folks to take away from it or to, I guess, what, what do I want the offering to be is, is I guess, a, an opening for, for everybody to feel our bodies, to be mindful of our relationship with clothing. And, and very much when I'm thinking about clothing here, I'm thinking about how it is this material material of a consumer capitalist system of how we as bodies move through those systems of how we relate to clothing production and that's really the space that we are trying to to create together to be able to have that same attunement to fashion to fashion systems to use fashion as a portal to understanding, to witnessing larger movements of consumption and production or production and consumption of, of these larger movements of, of, of capitalism. And yeah, to really come back to our bodies, to materials and, and, and how we relate to them, how we look at them, how we notice them how we value them, how we value the labor that went into creating them, and, and to feel like, you know, to really feel into what that looks like today, what it, what, it, what it means for us to be present to that today in each, in each moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a, there's a sense of labor being represented in many ways as well. And then our relationship to labor is also part of how we witness, but how we sense what is happening mm-hmm. in this work. I would think it maybe even brings us closer to that. And, and because it will be in a dance space, yeah. we, there, there, is, there is movement, there will be dance, yeah. there will be sewing, there will be, you know, reconstruction. Yeah, and what I can say, you know, to, to that is that actually all parts of our process they are open to the public. So all of our unpicking is incorporated in our work that we are sharing. All of our re-sewing is incorporated into the work that we're sharing. And the real invitation is for folks to come back as many times as they want. The show is free and people can come and go as they as they like within those windows of time. So we're really encouraging people to join us at different points if they're interested in doing that to kind of see the progression mm-hmm. yeah, over the course of the month. That's wonderful. And how do you archive the project then? Thinking of the, the layers of archive that are obviously involved in the, in the project already, and we've talked about, you've talked about those so eloquently. Mm-hmm. Is it important how this is archived for you? Well, there are two primary ways. We have incorporated taking pictures into our process so we do use the camera we do use the the kind of camera on a tripod and and taking self-timed pictures as part of our scores yeah 
back to your original. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. right. Yeah, the the selfies. So we have photos of the process, and then the receipt is really kind of the the contract that that we keep as the end end result of of our of our work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's very neat. It's a very neat kind of concept that way. I wonder if audience feedback is at all anything you are interested in having as part of your archiving or whether mm-hmm. that complicates this scenario. I wonder, you know, what kind of response is actually happening mm-hmm. from an audience and how, whether or not that's just maybe a bit gratuitous to want to know. You yeah, know yeah, sure. Maybe it, it, seems, it seems a little superfluous to the tight concept you have, but at the same time, I wonder if that would be an interesting material in itself absolutely I mean something else I can add is this is the first iteration the first show that we are doing for a live audience so we are really in so everything up until now has been either research or documented in different ways so we are in the process of 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 creating that you know as we speak so um this is the first time we're really inviting people into this process and yeah i absolutely for that reason would be curious to to hear what folks have to say about it yeah but first it feels like you know like allowing the iterations to keep expanding as they Mm -hmm. are the first thing is the is this live component so like Mm -hmm. layering too many things on top of that seems unnecessary at this point so there's time hopefully there's time for all of it there's time (laughs) there's time for all of it for sure yeah i i do have another question about the scores and i'm just wondering if the scores are also kind of emergent or if if they keep morphing or whether you have scores that you like a more like more like a manual or a guide or a formula that you don't change because there are so many factors mm-hmm. that are changing is that something you are, are thinking about right now in in the process or have you decided on what the scores well are? the scores are still emerging we are our primary scores are pretty pretty clear and mm-hmm. we have absolutely lots of subscores for that each of us individually are 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 thinking about and attending to that are absolutely changing and and there's room for those to change but in terms of the the main activities that we're doing they're pretty pretty consistent and you know we're just at day five of our of our rehearsal period so there's definitely room for things to shift and move around but yeah, so far we have we definitely have favorites and things that feel good to do and to kind of explore within. So yeah, that's Yeah, they feel like the inevitable parts of a process to me always when you find that there's something that is always happening, it's like it cannot be ignored. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be like the more it's like it, it that becomes a practice in itself. Mm-hmm. To practice those scores in that same same way becomes, you know, kind of a practice in itself. I mean, that is Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the dance. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, it's, it's, I'll be there several times because I'm really intrigued. I'm just, I love fashion. Mm -hmm. And then I would want to revisit for my, for the bodily experience of revisitation, like Mm -hmm. what it means to go back to something that I think I know and not see anything that I thought I, those kinds of, you know, that excites me and is a, 
and it, you don't get to do it very often, especially not with dance or movement performances. Yeah. Um, maybe with a theatre show that it might last a month, but dance performances tend to be here for three days and and gone unless you can go visit them in the you know rehearsal process or right. follow them on tour. But otherwise, that's it. You get you know a one time viewing too if you're lucky. So this is a I would encourage people to go more than once because you can. Yeah, I <laughs> so. I truly I truly hope that folks do and I it's really I'm really glad to be able to offer this this show for free and it is kind of the nature of this longer durational work and to invite folks to come back as much as they want to to make it as accessible for people to do that as possible. Yeah. Are you able to do that through funding? And make it yeah, clear. and and the dance center has been really generous in 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 offering yeah. that. So yeah, this show is um, being presented in the context of the Push Festival as well. So that will also bring in uh, Push runs just from uh, January eighteenth to February fourth. So just for the second two weeks of of the show. So so this work kind of expands beyond the boundaries of that. But yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so you have the the dance center for the duration, and then mm-hmm. the push festival mm-hmm. is like um, come on board for that part of it, which will also bring a different interdisciplinary yes, crowd, which is also really yeah. wonderful, really great. Yeah, lovely. So listeners can look out for it in both those ways, dance center and push, yeah. and in the yeah, and the those promotions. Thank you. That's wonderful. I feel like the way you talked has more process in oh it yeah i mean we, i'm all we about. also get to yeah but but that we get to hear about right mm-hmm. we don't get to hear unless we follow fashion you know i i follow some fashion people and some inside of you know fashion mm-hmm. blogs and unless you're unless you go inside you won't know this you won't get this information necessarily right. immediately For sure. yeah or, or or think of it as fashion design mm-hmm. like the first thing and i feel the same way in dance actually i feel exactly the same way as you that there's something about being able to point people in a direction it just has that sense of expanding people's perception of what fashion design is or what or what choreography is or what dance making is you know those kinds of things so i really appreciate you sharing that on the spot yeah (laughs) thank you I'm I'm happy to think about it yeah yeah it's great it's wonderful okay well thank you so much that was really wonderful it's given us such a great insight into your process and also kind of um, what to expect as audience members as we engage with the work and it's quite different I think for the dance center to be offering something like this as a residency setup in this mm-hmm. way. Um, so thank you for bringing that project to the Dance Center too. And as fashion and, and, and like clothing and the body and sound and film and all of those things in dance are of course, we're used to all of these collaborative environments, but being able to have, well, one shopping come into it, mm-hmm. I think it's really great. And and the premise just being like I said such a con- such a such a conceptual premise that everybody is um, tied to mm-hmm. I think is just also uh, really quite refreshing so um, yeah it's wonderful it's great so I hope it all goes well I know it's going well yeah well, thank, wonderful thank you so much for well, having you. me and for asking such great questions. Oh, pleasure. Thank you. I really enjoyed the conversation and I look forward to seeing you around the Dance Centre and seeing your event. Thank you for opening the doors to us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. We would love for you to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts 
as this will help other listeners find us and help us to grow our dance audience. We'll be back next month. In the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook at The Dance Center, Twitter at Dance Center, and Instagram at The Dance Center BC. And if you'd like to support our work, please consider making a donation. Just go to our website at thedancecenter.ca where you'll find extensive information about our upcoming programs and events. The music for the Dance Center podcast was composed by James B. Maxwell. Always a pleasure to connect with you through dance. Until next time.